0: Chapter Two of Book Eight of Les Miserables, Volume Two by Victor Hugo. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda McDaniel. Les Miserables, Volume Two by Victor Hugo. Translated by Isabel Florence Hapgood. Book Eight Cemeteries Take That Which Is Committed Them. Chapter two Fauchelevent in the presence of a difficulty It is the peculiarity of certain persons and certain professions, notably priests and nuns, to wear a grave and agitated air on critical occasions. At the moment when Fauchelevent entered, this double form of preoccupation was imprinted on the countenance of the prioress, who was that wise and charming Mademoiselle de Blaumeur, Mother Innocent, who was ordinarily cheerful. The gardener made a timid bow and remained at the door of the cell the prioress who was telling her beads raised her eyes and said, Ah, it is you Father Fauvent this abbreviation had been adopted in the convent. Fauchelevent bowed again, Father Fauvent, I have sent for you. Here I am, reverend mother. I have something to say to you. And so have I, said Fauchelevent with a boldness which caused him inward terror. I HAVE SOMETHING TO SAY TO THE VERY REVEREND MOTHER. THE prior STARED AT HIM. AH, YOU HAVE A COMMUNICATION TO MAKE TO ME. A REQUEST. VERY WELL, SPEAK. GOODMAN FAUCHELEVANT, THE EX-NOTARY, BELONGED TO THE CATEGORY OF PEASANTS WHO HAVE ASSURANCE. A CERTAIN CLEVER IGNORANCE CONSTITUTES A FORCE. YOU DO NOT DISTRUST IT, AND YOU ARE CAUGHT BY IT fauchelevent had been a success during the something more than two years which he had passed in the convent always solitary and busied about his gardening he had nothing else to do than to indulge his curiosity as he was at a distance from all those veiled women passing to and fro he saw before him only an agitation of shadows By dint of attention and sharpness he had succeeded in clothing all those phantoms with flesh, and those corpses were alive for him. He was like a deaf man whose sight grows keener, and like a blind man whose hearing becomes more acute. He had applied himself to riddling out the significance of the different peals, and he had succeeded so that this taciturn and enigmatable cloister possessed no secrets for him. The sphinx babbled all her secrets in his ear." Fauchelevent knew awe and concealed awe that constituted his art. The whole convent thought him stupid, a great merit in religion. The vocal mothers made much of Fauchelevent; He was a curious mute. He inspired confidence. Moreover, he was regular, and never went out except for well-demonstrated requirements of the orchard and vegetable garden. This discretion of conduct had inured to his credit. Nonetheless, he had set two men to chattering— The porter in the convent, and he knew the singularities of their parlour, and the grave-digger at the cemetery, and he was acquainted with the peculiarities of their sepulture. In this way he possessed a double light on the subject of these nuns, one as to their life, the other as to their death, but he did not abuse his knowledge, the congregation thought a great deal of him old lame blind to everything probably a little deaf into the bargain what qualities they would have found it difficult to replace him the goodman with the assurance of a person who feels that he is appreciated entered into a rather diffuse and very deep rustic harangue to the reverend prioress He talked a long time about his age, his infirmities, the surcharge of years counting double for him henceforth, of the increasing demands of his work, and of the great size of the garden, of nights which must be passed, like the last, for instance, when he had been obliged to put straw mats over the melon-beds because of the moon, and he wound up as follows. That he had a brother, the priors made a movement, a brother no longer young, a second movement on the part of the prioress but one expressive of reassurance that if he might be permitted, this brother would come and live with him, and help him, that he was an excellent gardener, that the community would receive from him good service, better than his own, that otherwise, if his brother were not admitted, as he, the elder, felt that his health was broken, and that he was insufficient for the work, he should be obliged greatly to his regret to go away, and that his brother had a little daughter whom he would bring with him, who might be reared for God in the house, and who might, who knows, become a nun some day. When he had finished speaking, the prioress stayed the slipping of her rosary between her fingers, and said to him, "'Could you procure a stout iron bar between now and this evening?' "'For what purpose?' "'To serve as a lever.' "'Yes, Reverend Mother,' replied Fauchelevent. The prioress, without adding a word, rose and entered the adjoining room, which was the hall of the chapter, and where the vocal mothers were probably assembled.' Fochelivant was left alone. End of Book Eight, Chapter Two, of *Les Misérables* by Victor Hugo. Recording by Linda McDaniel, Atlanta, Georgia, January two thousand and nine.